Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 6, titled, The Fix. Yet another very, very, very good episode. And not only is this a great standalone story, not only is this a really, really good one-off, but it's also very significant in the larger pantheon of Person of Interest, because... It introduces a huge recurring character in Zoe Morgan. Zoe Morgan is someone who, throughout Person of Interest's entire history, kind of shows up every once in a while. Uh, She'll pop in for a week here and there. Uh, We'll have a really fun story surrounding her, and then she'll go away. Uh, At no point does she become a staple of Person of Interest's main cast. Uh, But she's always, like, sort of coming and going. And I really, really love this character. Uh, Basically, if I were to describe her in the simplest of terms, imagine, like, let's say if Reese is Batman and Finch is Alfred, Zoe Morgan is very reminiscent of Catwoman. Uh, She's very much in the center of the moral spectrum, operates extremely in a gray area, whereas Reese and Finch are, like, firmly on the good guy side, firmly on the side of the angels, firmly on one end of the moral uh, spectrum. Zoe's just sort of playing both sides. Like, sometimes she's just in it for herself, Sometimes she sometimes she puts her altruistic hat on. Uh, it really depends on the day, really depends on the situation, and she's very unpredictable in that way. I mean, hell, we're introduced to her as a fixer. As someone who goes in and cleans up problems for scumbags. Like, literally her introduction in this show, the first thing we see her do is cover up the actions of a corrupt cop. But then in that same episode, she helps Reese take down a big pharmaceutical company who's just killing people all for the sake of covering up the fact that their big new money-making drug has a 3% mortality rate. It's the coronavirus of migraine pills, quite honestly. Oh, I, uh, I laugh to keep from crying. (laughs) Deflection from major world events with humor. Yay! 
Uh, but no, Zoe Morgan is a very, very interesting character in that sense. And I really, really do enjoy her. And we are going to, over the course of this discussion, talk about many an awesome episode surrounding her. Uh, but of course, the star of this episode is the big story with Zoe Morgan and her run-in with this big pharmaceutical company who is trying to kill her because she has come in contact with a recording that implements their CFO in, like, some shady business. Now, initially, we're made to believe that this was an affair. That is not the case at all. As the episode goes on, it shows to be bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. We are slowly making our way up the flagpole of how shitty this company is. It goes from a fair to, oh crap, we're... This company is manufacturing a drug and covering up the fact that 3% of the people who take it die. And initially we think, well, oh, it's just the CFO doing these shady dealings. That's it. That's all it is. All we have to do is bring you up to the attention of the CEO that's on his way out, and then everything will be fixed. Nope. CEO's involved. He's very much implicated. Uh, it's just a really, really crappy company that doesn't care how many people they kill so long as it... Uh, helps their profit margins. And, like, as the scope of it expands and expands and expands, like, you get much greater urgency. It goes from, let's protect Zoe Morgan, to let's uh, avenge this one number that uh, Finch let slip in the days before Reese, which we'll talk about that in a second, And then it goes to, crap, like, we have to save now 3% of everyone who might take this drug. Which, I'll do the math that person of interest, the writers did, in the dialogue, and then I promptly forgot. uh, 3% of a million people... Would be 30,000. For those of you who don't know, um, that's a lot of dead people. That's a lot of dead people that they now have to protect, that they now have to stop from being dead. And so it does increase in intensity, it does increase in intensity. Uh, we get this phenomenal uh, last 10 to 15 minutes where they're breaking into the pharmaceutical company, doing this whole stealth operation, and then get captured and are at the mercy of uh, the big executives who are about to kill them. Uh, Reese is able to break out via a paperclip that Zoe slipped him. When she appeared to be betraying Reese and Finch, but didn't actually do that. It's... And then, of course, it 
leads to this phenomenal scene with uh, Zoe at the proposed handoff destination, where she's stalling for time as Reese is able to break out and get to her location and protect her from bad men who want her no breathing no more. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's it, it's so, so good. Like, definitely very much of the brand of intrigue that I love in Person of Interest. And it is only elevated by the fact that this goes from protecting this one woman who is still alive to suddenly this is connected to another number that came in from the machine before Finch tracked down Reese. And it was this, it was among this sea of numbers that just haunted him every day. Like, here's a sea of people that he could not save. So now this is Finch, like, in his eyes getting some redemption for that time in which he couldn't do anything. Getting justice for at least one of those numbers. And the level to which Finch delights in taking down the assholes responsible for killing this woman. Like, he even goes as far as to invest in the company only to short the whole damn thing and steal a crap ton of their cash. Like, they just... He literally robs this company blind, basically. And then just goes to lunch with the CEO and is like, here's what I did. Ha ha ha. Insert maniacal laugh here. Go screw yourself. And then just leaves. Paraphrasing that a lot, obviously. But that's basically what he says. Like, it's... Oh, it's so great. It's so satisfying to witness. While this is all happening, we got a subplot with Carter. Investigating this murder of an old gangster. The murder weapon being the same knife that got stolen out of evidence lockup just a few episodes ago as part of this mysterious Elias case file. Now, we finally find out in this episode what that evidence was. Uh, Apparently, this was a case all the way back in the 70s of this one... My boss, killing a woman, uh, Marlene Elias. Now, this sort of slipped through the detective at the time's fingers. And we see his frustration over that when he consults with Carter. And we then learn about a son that she left behind and was in the backyard when this dude that got murdered killed her. Carl Elias. 
And, like, this whole... This whole crime, it seems... Very personal. Like, really, really, really personal. Like, you killed my mother, you son of a bitch, prepare to die, personal. And then, just as Carter's going over to this retired detective's apartment uh, to pick up some information on this Carl Elias, uh, this big profile that got constructed of him, the dude is killed. And the gunman is getting away just as Carter shows up. In fact, Carter has a shootout with him in the stairwell of the apartment building just after finding the retired detective dead. All, again, I will say, just as she's going to get more information on this Carl Elias. Interesting. We may we may have to stay tuned to future episodes to find out more about this Carl Elias individual. Anyway, if you like this, <laughs> favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simplest just to push my button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, if you become a patron, you can also gain access to the Television Archive Supplemental, uh, which I will put up over there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 7. Talk to you then.